I did look up the definition uh, of common ground and compromise. Yeah. Um, well, why didn't we start there? Hello. <laughs> yeah. Well, I thought we I thought we'd navigate in the dark for a while, and then you know. Ah, so there you go. bump around, break furniture. <laughs> Turn the lights on. We have plenty of bruises. Let's go ahead. <laughs> All right. Definition. Common ground. Mm. Opinions or interests shared by each of two or more parties. Welcome to episode 108 of Pub Theology Live, a weekly conversation on life and faith over a craft brewed pint, a fine wine, or whatever happens to be in your glass. You can catch new episodes weekly as the Reverends Shannon Meacham, Ogan Holder, and yours truly, uh, Brian Burkoff, address and engage what's happening through a theological lens, usually with a good brew in hand. Pub Theology Live is happy to sponsor Vote Common Good, a rolling caravan of preachers, authors, musicians, and do-gooders who are inviting people to move from fear to faith and consider how their vote might be used for the service of the common good. They're in California until the election, and you can watch their rallies on Facebook Live. And don't forget to vote next Tuesday. This is our last show before the election. Yeah, vote, vote, go cast the vote for, for people like me who are not yet citizens who can't vote, but I'm becoming a citizen, so I'll be able to vote soon. Vote so, early and often for the common good. There, 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 there you go. <laughs> not too often, though. I think there's a little that. Um, you can now show your love for Pub Theology by becoming a supporter on Patreon. Be a patron Woo-hoo! for us. <laughs> multiple tiers, multiple levels you can get involved starting at $2.00. And with, depending on what level you sign up at, you can get some swag, and then you can also get access to some long-form interviews we're going to start doing any day now. Mm. We get, we're getting some really fun guests lined up, so um, visit patreon.com slash ptlife to get started. And we want to thank Julie for being our first official patron. Thank you, Julie. Julie! Julie. There we go. Follow, follow. Be like Julie, people. Be like Julie. Yes, absolutely. Be like Julie. And you can join our conversation on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram using hashtag PT Live. You can follow us uh, at Pub Theology on those platforms and check out video clips from the show on IGTV or, of course, on the YouTubes. And you can also leave us a voicemail at 980 PT Live Zero or 980 980- Seven eight five four eight three zero. We'd love to hear your voice, your thoughts, your questions. You could also send us an email with anything uh, you'd like us to read and talk about on the show. And you can message us info at pubtheology.com. Well, today in these contentious times, we ask, is finding common ground a way to move beyond political division? And how does common ground differ from compromise or meeting in the middle? Or are those the same thing? Uh, We'll discuss that from a few angles. And I think, I believe, we'll need a beverage to help us in that. So what are we drinking today? I need lots of beverages. So I posted this on my personal Facebook wall. Today, Trump is um, in an effort to circumvent the uh, 14th Amendment, trying to sign an executive order into law that makes children of people in the United States born in the United States from being citizens, which I just don't understand because, you know. So so to clarify what you just said, because that was a little confusing. It was it. Okay. My apologies. (laughs) People who are up to now, as long as you were born in this country, as soon as you were born in this country, you were citizen, even if your parents even if your parents were not citizens or your parents for example, are not citizen, or even legal. Right. For example, my grandfather, my great grandfather immigrated from Germany and he then had children in America, right? His right. children were citizens of America, like yes. were citizens of the United States of America. De facto. 
Right. And therefore, my father, my grandfather's son, was a citizen of the United States of America. His daughter, myself, is a citizen of the United States of America. And my children are right. citizens of the United States of America because of this law. And so by executive order, now, we all know Trump isn't going to go after German immigrant citizens. <laughs> That's not who we're after in this law. But nonetheless, it got me thinking that, you know, that means everybody could could possibly be deported except for Native Americans. And as weird as that sounds, I have a beer called Foxy from Union Brewing Company. Foxy. Are, we, are we in the show already? We're in like, the beer not, part. I, I, no. I know. I did lose track. Of I'm little. still in the beer part. Here's the description <laughs> of Foxy. Northern Native American tribes believed that the red fox was a wise and noble messenger. Other tribes, tribes saw her as a dangerous prankster. Foxy Red IPA is a bit of both. This sly girl creeps out of her den when the night air gets just a little chill and the autumn leaves begin to turn. Don't be fooled by the color of this centennial and Columbus hops bursting with their piney and fruity resins. Combine this with a rich red ale to create a perfect balance of juicy hops and bready malt to usher you gently into the cooler months. The seasonal IPA won't be around long, so catch her if you can. I want to. I'm that, sold. Is, is that the bear bio or is that Shannon's bio? Kind of lost track in the middle there. The Red Fox. <laughs> the Red um, Fox. So, by Union Brewing Company. Union Brewing. Out of... Um, out of Baltimore, Maryland. Of course. Walmart. Of course. What, yeah. And of course, it's, the irony They just of, built a new one. If you want to come to town, it's great. They built, uh, they built a bigger brewery. Great. All right, Ogan, what do you got? Um, um, I, I, too, will go on a little tirade like Shannon did. And, <laughs> but shorter, but shorter. Prepare. The irony of, of him wanting to do this uh, executive order to stamp down on one of the reasons is the quote-unquote chain migration is that's how his in-laws, his current in-laws, are now citizens of the country. Melania Trump's parents, because of this chain migration thing. Are, Which only happened like a month ago, by the way. Right. So again, like you know, it's, it's, it, it would seem that there might only be certain types of people that mm. we're seeking to affect. But Funny. I have no proof to back that up. That's just wild speculation. I am... Um, Seasonal for the occasion um, from Ipswich Brewery here in Ipswich, Mass. Uh, pumpkin Porter. Ooh. Yum. We'll see how that goes. Pumpkin Porter. Pumpkin Porter. Delicious. What you drinking, Bri? Well, I don't have a story or a preamble, uh, but I am. Get it together, man. Come no, on. To get it together. I am drinking an all day IPA. Well, that explains everything. From Founders Brewing in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Um, you know, because it is a all-day kind of day, so. I'm sorry. Yeah. Did I mishear you? You've been drinking IPA all day? It's it's today all day. Oh. <laughs> uh, today. I just spilled beer. I got to go get a... Go well, get good thing you weren't me and you didn't spill it on your... <laughs> talk talk amongst yourselves. I'll be right back. Like, seriously, did spill Okay, he really After did. These- Spill some beer. Right back. Um, so uh, we could keep talking beer or we could get to our first question, which asks, what is your favorite kind of Halloween candy? I was trying to think because, you know, usually we ask this question and it's like specifically Easter candy or, you know. And the only specific like Halloween candy I can think of is like candy corn, which I absolutely hate. Ugh. Today is National Candy Corn Day. Did you? I heard that on the radio. Is it really? I better get some. You like candy corn, don't you? I do like candy corn, and you mix it with peanuts, and it tastes like a payday. Now that I actually kind of like, like I do, I have had that, but I don't like candy corn on its own. It's disgusting. Yeah, I mean it. It's a bit. I prefer it with the peanuts. Also, it can be a bit. It is just like eating waxy sugars on its own. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's just not. It's but not good. But with the peanuts, it just to me, it's just mm, so good. And and I think the ratio has to be more peanuts to and less candy corn. But isn't a payday doesn't have chocolate? So it's like a payday without the chocolate. Nope, no, payday, payday doesn't have chocolate. chocolate. Baby Ruth, you might be thinking of. Uh, maybe I'm thinking of Baby Ruth. Yeah. 
Payday has no chocolate. So I do. Um, I mean, I like so there's like my regular candies, but I can't really think of anything specific on Halloween. So I steal all of my kids. Um, I steal all of their uh, milk duds. Oh, of course. Out of the bag. Of course I do. I love milk duds. Um, and luckily, uh, Maggie doesn't like nuts, so I get all her Reese's and anything nut related because I'm a big mm. I'm a big fan of nuts and candy. There you go. I'm a nutty girl. Nice. Now, see, yeah. I am not as big of a fan of nuts in candy, but I like nuts with candy. Hmm. That isn't that those same. How are those thing? two things? <laughs> <laughs> Although I, I do I I do love paydays, and I do love okay. baby Ruths, and those have nuts in them. So maybe I'm just making things. Like up. But Snickers I don't like bars. I don't like peanut M and M's, and I'm not crazy about Snickers. Huh. I like things with nougat. Like I oh. like the nougaty things. Yeah, that's good. Like Twix I, and I like yes. peanut M and M's, but I understand what you're saying, Brian, because I like mint and I like chocolate, but I don't like mint and chocolate. What is what? wrong with you? It's Girl so, Scout cookie time around here, and yeah. we just got a big old box of Thin Mints. We got several, actually. I yep. shouldn't lie about that. <laughs> so uh, let's see. My favorite kind of Halloween candy. I just had it, and then it went away. Um, what were you? So just- I do like the Reese's peanut butter cup shaped as a pumpkin. Oh, I mean, yeah. I like Reese's peanut butter cups no matter what, but like the one shaped as a pumpkin, there's a little more chocolate in there and I'm, I'm pro. Yeah. I love Reese's pieces like in general, but does that come out much on Halloween? I feel like maybe you'll get a little, a mini bag of those. I was going to say, I think to love Halloween candy, you have to love candy in miniature. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> there other, is there, is there specific candy to halloween or is it just candy corn candy corn okay well that's just fertilizer candy corn and the pumpkins <laughs> wow right? what yeah candy corn oh. pumpkins all right so i want a genetic test do people that love really hoppy ipas also love candy corn like yes that that we need yeah. a quiz on our page on that like, we'll tweet I that would, out right now we'll yeah. tweet that out like uh, call, Causation or correlation? <laughs> yeah. Like, is there something in your brain that says yes to both? Like, yes, I like both of these things. That is excellent. Because um, I don't like super hoppy beer and I don't like candy corn. And I ask because for the most part, you know, Halloween, to Shannon's point, it's, it's the same candy you get all through the year. You just get it, get it in smaller packages. And nowadays... Apparently, if you hand out smaller packages, you know, these entitled kids are like, we're the full size stuff. So, so did I ever tell you? Oh, here's my favorite Halloween candy. Um, We have a neighbor across the street that the the mother, the woman, the wife um, and her friend sit in this fire pit in their front yard and hand out candy. And the the man and his friend stand in the garage and hand out beer to the parents. Yes. I, I know a guy who hands out the the like the mini airplane bottles of hard liquor. Yeah. Well. Wow. Yeah. For, for so that's my favorite Halloween candy. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> it is all sugar. I mean, I not seriously. Opposed, for the record, I'm not opposed to that. Right. You know. I, f- I feel we I feel we reach some common ground. Mm. Absolutely. So I want to. That's my. That's part of my life goal is to, when I don't have to take my kids trick or treating anymore, be be those people. I want to be those again we've reached common ground that's that's a segue hint there brian please trick or treat responsibly i also like the uh the dots the boxes of dots you know the mini boxes of dots yeah so we've been having an argument in our house recently about whether or not skittles all taste differently or whether they all taste the same didn't we talk about this last week? did we weeks ago yes okay. yes we i did. apologize we, we right. talked about this they don't we're gonna move on now then because we are handing out Skittles at our house. That's what we're handing out. What are you there handing you out? Love they it. Don't, my, my kids want to come by. They don't, <laughs> they don't taste differently. I think there's just different, there's different uh, uh, perfume oh. and make it smell differently. You're, That's, you're, that you're, is correct. Things make the, but but I'm, I still, we're going to do a blind taste test and I, where I get to try them and see if I can tell which ones they are. 
You need to plug your nostrils. Plug the nostrils and the blood. No, that's not part of it. I just don't get to see it. Okay. All right. I'm going to move us on, but happy trick-or-treating to all who <laughs> trick-or-treat. Wasn't I, I being asked? Move on? Wasn't I being asked to move us along? <laughs> I, I think I think you were. <laughs> Thank you. I think it's been clear that we need to move on from this conversation. Yes. Well, in these contentious uh, times, by which I mean like this conversation, just yeah. kidding. In, in these contentious times, right? Things are at a high in terms of uh, divisiveness, partisanship, polarity, however you want to frame it. So is the solution to that to find common ground? And is common ground the same thing as compromise? There was a recent article in Time Magazine that's making the rounds which is titled, There's Nothing Virtuous About Finding Common Ground. And she goes on to criticize the idea of common ground. But I think what she's criticizing is compromise, not common ground. What do you think? Are those the same? Are they different? And what is the solution to moving forward when there's division? So for me, common ground is i think that place where we can all stand where we feel like our needs or the vast majority of our needs are being taken care of even if we start from different places and to to quote um, one of our facebook responders on this dave he said common ground is often the goal but compromise is usually the reality which gets you there so for me to find common ground with you when we're trying to come to a decision about something, I may need to surrender some of my attachments or outcomes or, you know, I, I may have 15 things they need to needs. I need to have met and I may be willing to let go for them in order to meet you there because that's where the overlap is. That makes sense. Yeah. I saw, I, I think so. And I think I agree with that. I think I, my sense of it is common ground is something where we already agree on something and, and well, that so different than compromise, which is we both want something different, but we have to each get a little of what we want. Common ground is not, I mean, we don't necessarily start on common ground. We may end up there. So perfect example, we were talking about this in the pre-show. I think it, it's, it's, you and you and your wife Christy were on a common ground place of the vote common good tour is an important thing right. for her to be a part of, and she she's going on this tour, and so so you all in agreement there. The compromise was she was leaving at home with the kids, and you had to solo parent, which again I'm sure you love doing, but may not necessarily have been your preference. So it means you had to be willing to say, okay, I'm going to take on some extra here in terms of, you know, parental duties for this piece that, you know, to happen. So I, I, I guess I want to go a little bigger, right? So let's, let, I'll talk about this in terms of an election, just cause that's kind of, you know, where we are. Um, so the, the, we want I, I, as, I want the best for my family. So I'm going to make decisions and vote in a certain way that I'm going to do things um, that are best for my um, family. So I'm going to vote. Okay, we had this conversation of common good and I'm going to vote in a way that are for the most vulnerable and and things like that, because that's what's best for my family in terms of my values and my human family and things like that. Some people believe that what is best for their family is to vote in a way that um, lowers taxes and that um, puts, you know, even if it's physical responsibility or, um, you know, anti-choice rights or whatever else, that's the, the, well, we have to find common ground here is the common ground is we want what's best for our family. How we got there was different. The decisions that we make out of that is different. And, and I think that's what you're trying to say, Ogan, right? Like we all want these basic principles. We all want, you know, let's take the constitution of, you know, the pursuit of happiness and blah, 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 like, you know, peace and justice and, and how we get there is different. 
um, the compromise is what our legislators are supposed to be doing, right? Of they're, they're then taking that step to say, this group of people believes they, they, we have a common theme of we want, let's take safety, let's yeah. take gun safety as an example, right? So everybody wants to be safe. This group of people says, I feel safest when I get to have as many guns as I want. This group of people says, I feel safest when nobody has guns. So the, the common is we want to be safe. How we got there is two different things. Yeah. Legislature then has to, or, or Congress or whoever has to find compromise to say, okay, we have all over here and we have none over here. How are we going to not necessarily make everyone happy, but how are we going to find a way to do this that is in the best interest of all people? Yeah, I, I hear you. And I feel like, and maybe it's just semantics at some point, uh, but I, I would agree with that. So com the common ground is that we want to be safe and not die, right? That's, we already hold that value. That's common ground that pre-exists any decisions about how to get there. And I think you're exactly right. We have different ideas about what safety, what will accomplish safety, and that's where compromise comes in. And I don't think in that sense, I'd compromise isn't necessarily a bad thing because I don't think we just want to let say, let someone decide, well, we're going to have all the guns or go off the rail. Although I guess that kind of is where we are right now. So I would take a compromise, which means less guns or some guns restricted. That to me feels like a move in the right direction, even though I think the more moral thing and the safer thing would be to have much, much higher, um, restrictions on guns and weapons and who can have them and how many can be had per household and what's needed in terms of licensing and insurance and regulation. I would ramp that up through the roof. Others would say, let's take baby steps. Um, but that's the compromise part. But I agree with you that the common ground is the, is the shared value that's already held prior to negotiating a compromise to get there. Well, we, we, we saw this when there was an attempt made and i think we spoke about this before um to do away with the affordable care act and it became initially this thing about winners and losers them and us and it's only when we realized that we were on both parties um kind of standing on the common ground of oh wait we actually like getting health care that's not determined by pre-existing conditions and then all of a sudden, everybody, again, on both sides of the fence and in the middle, are saying, no, don't take this away. Don't take this away. We, this is something we all want. Um, and so there was common ground there. But again, it didn't, it, didn't, it didn't get past that conversation to say, oh, look, here are some other common ground things around this issue. So, and, and because we've come into this polarized thing about winners and losers and the, and the quest for power, you know, one party is billing it as socialized medicine and socialized anything to do with socialism is a bad idea. But I think if you, you know, it's all about how you frame the question. If you ask any random person, Hey, would you like free healthcare where all your illnesses are covered and you don't have to worry about pre-existing conditions? I can't imagine anyone would say no to that. And, and, and they didn't say no to it because when it was again, threatened to be taken away, people rose up, but, but we can't see past the, the condition and the polarization. And that's the issue. And part of the compromise there is being willing to say, okay, you know what? I'll, I'll, to your point, Brian, I'll let this other, the other party, whatever side you're on, the other party have some things their way, you know, and that's often a complaint of the Democrats, the, of, of Democrats by Democrats. You guys want to work too much with the other side. And it's like, but that's kind of how it's supposed to be on both sides. But now it's become about power and, and winning and, yeah. And, 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 I, you know, I think you could say it maybe, my definition of these terms needs some adjusting and I could be wrong here. So I suppose you could say 
you know, when we reach a compromise that then we've found common ground, but I feel like that's not the correct use of the phrase. I feel like the common ground is what you bring to the table already. Like, yeah, we have all these differences, but what's common ground that we already have? And then you work with the differences to come to a compromise that helps recover or still shares some of that common ground that already existed. Both are true. I think both things are true. It depends on the situation. <laughs> in some situations, you're coming in with commonalities or you're already there. In some situations, you are as far apart as you can, yeah. but you realize the enmity is not helping anyone. How can we get to the middle, that common ground place? So both things are true. So I think, you know, as I read this article and as I really did think about it, I, I part of the reason why I went back to I didn't just go back to gun control because there were two major shootings last week. I I went to the gun control issue because on this show almost a year ago, it was Brian and and my friend Tamika and I talking and and we were like we're done. We're done having this conversation. I'm not having the gun control conversation one more time. Right, that's right. right. And I remember that moment going, you know, I was there before that, but of like, no, I'm not interested in seeking common ground on this. Like, I'm not interested in hearing the other side anymore. Mm. It, I'm, I'm not interested in working with you to make anyone happy. I need this done now. Right. Yeah. And, right. and I also understand that that kind of stance and that kind of rhetoric is part of the problem. but that's i think where she's coming from in this article of this place of i'm done guys we've been here a thousand times we've had this discussion a thousand times and nobody's willing to nobody in power is willing to do anything about it then i'm done yeah and and that's that's very real for me on this issue yeah, and I think it depends on on the issue, like you said. So for for gun control, um, it's totally understandable, and I'm not far from where you are in being fed up with um, not even half measures, no measures done right. to to fix it. And I feel like in 50 years as a country, we're going to look back at these days and say, "What the hell? Who were these people who thought, yeah, we should have as many guns as possible on the streets?" Like. Why did we ever think that was okay? And I think that's true for other events as well. You know, she talks about in this article about slavery. You know, what was a halfway point of slavery? You know, indentured servitude? Would that be a nice middle ground? Like there's no moral middle ground on an issue like slavery. And yet, you know, there were steps um, towards where today, and we still have steps to go in terms of racial um, equity and equality, you know, when, when school integration happened in the South, you know, just, you know, black and white kids going together, like that was, there was so much resistance to that. And it was like a little step toward something. And now we'd be like, why would anybody think that's a problem or, you know. Right. Well, and let me say like, I, and I guess this is the heart of what we're talking about here, but I think that part of why I've been pushed to such an extreme stance is because the quote unquote other side has been completely unwilling to move on their side. Right. And so I've, I've really been forced into that position because of that. Whereas maybe if we, it, it really, I feel like we've gone so far in the other direction of no, um, control what's yeah I don't, I don't even know what the word is there right legislation or no restriction or you know we've gone so opposite in free reign i can buy you know automatic rifles in as many as i want with as much as i want in very very little time you know then then until you're really willing to take that step until you're willing to compromise and again i understand how this sounds and i understand how hard this is when we use like we both need to come together and there's good people and bad people on both like so, i understand that but um i think you made the important point it's about the people in power who are making the laws because when you look at the surveys of people across the political spectrum for example increased background checks that's a thing that has found 85 percent approval Yes. among everyone, both Republicans and Democrats. 
things like you know banning the bump stocks there are there's like some common sense gun safety proposals that people across the board are in favor of but i think somewhere along the line politicians stop listening to people certain politicians stop listening to what the people actually want and started advocating for what they could get paid for and and that's where it kind of went off the rails because if if both parties came out more and said you know we are going to join together on this measure to just increase background safety checks there will be a small proportion of people who are up in arms about it but again when you look at the poll and the proportions and the and the surveys the vast majority and i don't mean like 70 percent, 85 upward to 90 the vast majority of americans are are in favor of it they are in favor but I think you won't see change until it starts affecting people's votes. Like if you don't get voted in because of this issue, then yes, it's going to change. But right now they're being bought by the gun lobby. And so they don't do anything despite the national, um, national sentiment for it. But if you didn't get a voted in, then you can't take that money in the first place. So that's when the rubber I think has to. Right. You won't, you won't see change until it affects their ability to be in power and their bottom line. Again, back to the affordable care act. When people rose up and said, we will not reelect you. If you take away this from us, then all of a sudden they were paying attention. Okay. And I think part, I think part of the challenge with this issue too is, you know, she's talking about the moral middle, right? So we're talking about moral values. And so if our moral value is human life and people being able to live safely and not live in fear of being, of being shot, that to me is a different argument than, well, the constitution says like, that's not a moral argument. That's like, we happen to have a piece of writing that, has a certain, you know, value in our society, but there's no moral argument there. Like it is a random piece Brian, of paper that you are like absolving yourself from the moral argument. Brian, right? the constitution was the, the the constitution was dictated by God, man. Did you are you, well, are you behind the times? Yeah, no, so, sometimes sometimes God is wrong. There was this Bible. also reminds Ooh. me. So uh, our our denominational structure is um you know, those of you that don't know, the constitutional structure in the United States structure was set up off of the Scots Presbyterian constitutional structure. So we have, I know, General Assembly, saying, our you, constitution, et cetera, et cetera. Are you saying this is the Presbyterian's fault? Is that what you're saying? Yes, actually. <laughs> okay. Then. We, this is how sad it is. We were the best example. Your words, not mine. So I was at General Assembly several years ago, um, and this was still when we were trying to vote out the rule in our constitution that said if you were an unmarried um, person who, uh, which at that time marriage was not legal um, for people of in same-sex relationships, then you could not be ordained and it was illegal for you to be ordained and we were not allowed to do um, same-sex marriages and things like that, even blessings within the church. And we were trying to vote this out. And this issue had been on the table for years and years and years. And um, after the vote, it was voted no. It was the last year it was voted no. The next year it was, or two years after that, we meet every other year, it was overturned. And um, after the vote, several people in the room one of them, a very dear friend of mine, was very upset and she was crying. And several people came up to argue with her, or not argue with her, but try to comfort her, literally, by arguing that it wasn't that they were against the principle, it was that it was bad, the overture was bad, right? So like the language was bad, or the semantics of the overture was bad, right. or it had improper grammar or some bullshit, right? <laughs> yes. Like that's why we voted no. Yeah. And she just like, she was like, I'm sorry, I want to punch you, please get away from me. Like, you know, I yeah. mean, she would have never, but, but that's what I feel like we're arguing about right now. It's that like 
there is a there is a common sense way to do this and then there is the intention and the rule and what it would mean for people and then there is the little like you've got caught up in the minutiae and the literal words. And by the way, right. if we want to get caught up in the minutia, let's talk about the Second Amendment oh, and what sure. it really says. No doubt. And et cetera, et cetera. So if you want to play that game, I can play that game with you. Boom. But don't, you know, don't don't whip that out and then not be able to back it up. It's the same people that, you know, use scripture against other people and and all of that. We can't do anything that literally it yeah and it, it's just very it's just not a morally <laughs> compelling argument right there's like tell me why it's better for more people to have more guns and if they say something like freedom sorry that's not a moral argument right right and that's the difference you know and and the 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 aspects of the article that i agree with her on is that they are they are certain and I think we're saying this extremes that we don't find middle ground on, uh, you know, outright discrimination, um, racism, you know, we, we, we just saw the example this weekend of racism at its, at its extreme horror with the, with the shooting in the synagogue in, in Pittsburgh, right. you know, um, th- those things, no, we, we don't find middle ground with people whose foundational way of being is bigotry. That's I, I agree with that. Now on the, on the gun issue, that's, that's not a bigotry thing, <laughs> uh, you know, and I, and I can see that and I can hear that I can make compromise on that, I can hear about that. We're actually having the beginnings of a debate in our church right now about the American flag. Mm-hmm. You know, we have we have some veterans in our church who said it, it the flag is value it it has meaning and value to them. Right? Could we could we hang a flag? And we then we got other people in our congregation who were like, no, because this flag is a symbol of you know. They, they, they took to the extreme, you know, right. racism and bigotry and all that. And I said, well, I said, well, no, because what you've just done is you've let one side define what this flag means for all of us. We all live in this country. Yeah. This flag is a symbol that represents this nation and it represents different things to different people. When I look at the flag as a non-citizen, what it means to me is here's a country that allowed me to come here. Mm-hmm. to work, to find my life purpose, to, to get married and, and raise an amazing child, to, to be here, to allow me to express and contribute. I pay taxes and, and I've, I've given to this that welcomed me with open arms. I know that's not every immigrant's experience, but that was mine. I, I came here and I was educated with, without a problem. So I have a different view when I see that flag, you know, that no different than the argument that's been going on with the word Christianity. We don't let one side hijack right. the word for the rest of us. And when we push away from it, all we're doing is pushing it towards them and letting them take ownership. No, we get to reclaim and yeah. redefine what these things mean for us. So how do we redefine that, that you know, there are certain values that, whether you agree with me because I'm Democrat, you're Republican, or I'm white and you're black, and you don't agree with me on that front, what is the what are the common values, the common ground things that we can agree on? Mm-hmm. Being safe in our homes, that's 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 a thing that that we all we all love and 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 want to have. But part of it again is is are you willing on either side to let yourself be informed by this? Right. You know, are you willing to let facts and logic inform you? Like when there's a gun in your home, you know, they're more likely you're going to shoot somebody, you know, and that you're friends with and that you're related to. Yep. So therefore, if you have four guns in your home, you know, maybe that likelihood increases fourfold. Do the math. So maybe just one is enough. Maybe one that's locked away properly. I mean, there's, there's ways we can get around this, but when we, when we plant, or when we plant or, or draw a line in the sand and say, it has to be my way or no way, then all we're doing is, is button heads and going against each other. Yeah, and I, and I think, and, again, it depends on the issue because there are some things where you have to take a really strong moral stance and say there is no, there is no compromise 
So there are some issues, right, that are, as Shannon was saying, where maybe there isn't a gray or a middle ground. Like, it's not moral to own other human beings. There's no middle ground there. But on other issues, right. there is uh, exactly what you were saying, Ogan. I did look up the definition uh, of common ground and compromise. Yeah. Um, well, why didn't we start there? Hello. <laughs> yeah. Well, I thought, we'd, I thought we'd navigate in the dark for a while and then, you know. Ah, so there you Bump around, break furniture. <laughs> Turn the lights on. We have plenty of bruises. Let's go ahead. And find the definition. <laughs> All right. Definition. Common ground. Mm. Opinions or interests shared by each of two or more parties. Opinions or interests Common. shared by each of two or more parties. I like how Brian went into like teacher mode just now. We were all being snarky. And he just like, you know, just stood there and be quiet. Okay. When she okay. So, quiet. Common, Common ground. One more time. Common ground, opinions or interests shared by each of two or more parties. So, okay. yeah, opinions and interests are very different. Yeah. But sometimes you might find, oh, we actually think the same on that. That's common ground. Okay. So, compromise definition is an agreement or a settlement of a dispute that is reached by each side making concessions. Mm. Yeah. Yes. Or, or so, secondly, yeah. secondly, it's a, to accept standards that are that are lower than is desirable. Ooh, interesting. That's the same thing. I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, but standards is like so, to so, lower this. That's basically like to lower the standards. Well, which, to to go back to the gun thing we were talking about, my ideal would standard would be no guns at all, right? But I can, yeah. I can, I can lure that to an extent of yes. Let's have people who want to have guns have guns, but we need to tighten up availability and how they get there, how they right. get the guns. So I'm that's fair compromise. Yeah, I mean, I think I think compromise. I yeah, I'm. I mean, that's exactly like I think the common ground thing, right? That is, it's an idiom. It's a phrase. It's it's like that is much harder. Um, so when you're, you know, so there's, there's always this thing that when we say with a church, a person that comes to church, that's a visitor, you want to find two points of interest. And after two points of interest, then if you find a third, they're most likely to stay. Right. Wow. So if they come for worship, that's fine, but that's only one point of interest. Then you have to connect them with someone or something like a committee or a Sunday school class or a something that gives them two points of interest. Yeah. Right. And then you have to give them, in order for longevity to happen, you get, you got to have a third reason to stay. Ooh. And so that, so if your points of interest are, it's close to my house and blah, blah, blah. And I like the pastor. Well, that's not longevity. That's not going to go long-term. And so if you apply that to the common ground relationship, then you've got to find a way, like you can disagree, but you've got to have several things that you can get that you can agree on right so we can't just agree on um that we want our families to be safe but we need a couple of more right areas in order to continue that relationship and in my opinion so that's where to me common ground is a little different common ground is not just getting on the field but like maintaining the relationship yeah and there has I, and there has to be a willingness there has to be a willingness to want to go there and the problem I think we're having more and more now is that people are not willing to accept that that's what they're going to need to do. And so examples we have are, you know, for example, um, you know, when we had the whole, you know, the pipe bomb scare that was going on last week, even though a person was brought into custody, even though it was clear where his affili uh, political affiliations lay, we still saw people going, you know, this might, this is probably still some kind of weird Democrat thing. Someone, some, right. some, some person actually said, yeah, I believe, you know, Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton sent them to themselves or hired this person to send them to them to themselves to stir up sympathy for the Democrats. So, so even in the face of a fact, you know, whether, and that's what we've come to because again, 
we've we've got a leader who says facts don't matter only what you feel matters and that seems to me more an issue of common sense than common ground that's just like but again it's back it's it's back to that willingness that when facts present themselves in opposition to what you feel or believe you're willing to do the concessions you're willing to say okay i've got new information the thing i held and believed and wanted maybe wasn't as true as i thought it was can i shift my position for to get to common ground to to or even even approach yeah you know but, some measure of agreement right and that, again that's where the words get a little tricky because I, right. I i feel like common ground is discovering what's already there that we both yeah. share that's what right. i think common yes. ground is and that's where interests i think that's where that word interests yes is helpful. exactly right so it's not just about um and of course this isn't really just about politics but this is a way to use it especially right now and I, I have to just say, like, I knew things would get more and more and more polarizing as the midterms came up. And I feel like the next two years is just going to be even worse. But it's really, really hard right now. And I just want to name that, you know. Yeah. And I mean, again, I'm getting maybe and maybe this is where I'm being a little bit anal, but I'm getting hung up on this article where I feel like I agree with her when she's talking about compromise and certain moral issues compromise is not a virtue because it's just either there's a, a moral path sure. or a completely right. immoral path so i 100 percent agree with her i just wish she hadn't titled it common ground there's nothing virtuous about finding common ground because i feel like common ground is a right it is great to discover common ground because it's something we already agree on right so i feel like she so used the wrong word there and and when that article goes viral, there's all these coffee shops across America wanting to rename themselves. <laughs> How many coffee shops are called Common Ground? Right. Yeah. No, but I, I mean, I, again, like that's, yeah, I think that's the, I think you're absolutely right. She misused the term. Um, I don't, I, I don't disagree with you or with her. And I also um, was that little girl. Like I, I have to admit, I didn't do so much to like stomp out of a car at five years old and refuse to go anywhere. But that's like, a great story though. Oh, it's a great story. <laughs> Y'all will post the article on our, on our Twitters and whatnot. Um, but it, 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 I love everything about her, but I agree. Like I think common ground, I heard an NPR story this week that said that, um, families at Thanksgiving over the last two years since the, um, what, what yeah. was that 2016 election yeah. have thanksgiving dinner if you have contentious relationships with your family politically the family dinner cut gets cut short at thanksgiving by an hour and a half wow. an hour and a half because of it yeah and that's the part like thinking about these two where i'm sitting there going okay we have got to find our common ground as a family right, right. like we've we've got to make some ground rules or we've got to make some whatever, like we can duke it out on Facebook or we can, but when we come here, this is, this is who we are and what we care about. Yeah. So know? common ground might be, Hey, we like the NFL. There's a couple games on today. We can talk about that. We might like different teams, but we're Let's not going to get each other's throats. Right. Let's right. talk about grandma. Let's, you know, um, let's learn a new card game. We just learned five crowns. My uncle taught it to me. I really love it. <gasps> love five so much fun. So oh much fun. God. Like, so, you know, introduce Great a new game. card game, teach it yeah. to all your cousins. Like, um, I was with my cousins a few weeks ago for the first time in years, years and years and years. And my cousin said to me, it's so nice to be around people who have as many freckles as I do. And I, it was just like, oh, because he looks, you know, his arms look more like our side of the family than his dad's side of the family. And he's around his dad's side of the family all the time. So just why not, right? Like just have a different conversation. Um, and, that's the common ground to me. And, and, that's, and that's the place from which if you're going to speak truth to power, speak truth to power. From, well, and, and from, from that, that relationship. Of, yes, from a place of, of relationalness, from a place of oneness, from a place of you know, regardless of where you stand, 
we, we, we all know here are some human values that we all cherish, yeah. whether we can agree right. how we get there or not. Um, and, and part of, part of what we're finding is that as we go on, we're just becoming increasingly, increasingly exhausted. Yes. <laughs> and, and, and a lot of times then it's only the people on the extremes, either extreme is only the people on the extremes who are still being vocal and loud, which is, which is contributing to the, to the separation and the, and the disparity. Um, and, you know, but to your point, it's one of those things where you got to take some time to take care of yourself, um, make make occasion when when the hot button topics are not on the table literally right. literally anything yeah. else and is. i think that's a great we are we are approaching a time of the year in which when you have a family of opposing political views you dread and i totally understand why and i'm really not asking you to ignore those things right what i am saying so i will say this during um during the time we had my grandmother's 90th birthday and then all the cousins decided we were going to go out to a bar and we got a drink. And it's the, you know, there are 11 of us and it's the first time we've been together in a really long time. And we were all sitting at this huge table and my sister has an iWatch, right? And she's mm-hmm. like, oh, Brett Kavanaugh was just confirmed. And I said, can we not just for an hour? Like, <laughs> I just, I can't, I just can't right now. Like I knew right. it was going to happen. I knew it was coming. I knew I couldn't handle it in that moment. Right. So it's okay to draw that boundary and to say, yeah. you know what, for the next four hours, we're going to be together at the family and we're just going to not, we're just, like, yeah. we're just going to enjoy each other. And we're going to talk and, about the kids and make, and, and to your, and, to your point or hyper connectedness in the 24 hour as I like to call it now, the 26-hour news cycle is contributing <laughs> to this. Right. Because my little watch pops up with the news every time a right. breaking news story. Yeah, we can, we can turn those off. You also can turn that off. <laughs> so uh, one, one last thought on this topic before we shift gears here, and that is uh, Sean on Twitter says, uh, first thought, he says, compromise is when you let go of something desired in order to come together. For example, my wife and I, compromised on where and when to go to dinner while common ground is acknowledgement of a connectedness to which to build a working relationship. So not bad. bad. I approve. I approve. We'll we'll go, we'll go with that. We'll go with that. So is it time for pass or pour? Yeah. I got some fun, uh, some Halloween related things. Uh, you know, I do love Halloween. Yeah. So, do we want to pour on this? I got I got two options for pass and pour, and one one stuff that I'm going to share regardless that I'm I'm taking <laughs> so power on. So, um, do you want to go with Dad apologizes for dressing son in Hitler costume for Halloween, or <laughs> Town makes Halloween trick or treating illegal for kids? Well, I just want to say at the outset, I'm glad there are dad depths to which I've not descended yet. <laughs> all right, Brian, you you just became a better dad than that dad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There you go. It's all relative. No matter what happens, you became a better dad than that dad. It's a whole I, I on either or both. I don't need to hear dad's excuse. I, I, nope. I, I need to hear about... Uh-huh. So I need to hear about a town making it illegal for kids to have fun. All yes. right, pour that. Uh, so, um, if you are- It's in the South, it's in the Midwest. If you- Oklahoma, <laughs> Missouri. <laughs> Should we be taking shots now? What's happening? I don't know. <laughs> I'm guessing where the town is. Uh, they are a few towns, nine cities. Nine? The nice. Commonwealth of Virginia. Yeah, Virginia, Virginia. So Portsmouth, Chesapeake, Hampton, Newport News, Suffolk, Norfolk, Newport News, Virginia Beach, and what? the counties of Williamsburg, James City County, York County. That is not real. This is not so, real. Hang these are on, all these coast cities. Okay, okay. They're so all it was Virginia. A, let me give you. Let me give you the details. Basically, <laughs> only children under twelve are allowed to participate oh, that's in trick-or-treating. And 
if you live in Chesapeake, for example, it can only happen between 6 and 8 p.m. My word. See, if, that I'm okay with. I'm okay with there being time limits. I really am. If, if you're over 12 and you're caught trick-or-treating, you can face a fine between 25 to $100, and you can face up to six months in jail if you are convicted. Like this and is you actually have to like turn over all it. your candy to the mayor. <laughs> right. Like, that's insane. Okay, my daughter is 11, and she will go trick-or-treating next year at 12, and she will probably go trick-or-treating the year after that. So this is the first year my two oldest, who are now 14 and 15, have indicated they don't want to trick-or-treat. What was the oldest? What was the oldest that you like went trick-or-treat? Not with your kids, but like no, went me? Yeah. Probably 15 or 16. Ogan, did you trick-or-treat as a kid? Um, no, we didn't really celebrate Halloween in Barbados because that was the devil's work. Sure. Yeah, so, yeah. You know, in a very hyper-religious society, that didn't happen. Yeah. I, I mean, I went in high school, like we did it for fun. Like we did it as a joke, but I was like 16, 17 years old. Yeah. I might've been too. I, I did it during high school. Yeah. I can't remember. Like I have pictures of it. And I think maybe this is a great what pe- time. People are attempting to crack down on, you know, the surly, you know, 16, 17 year old who isn't putting any effort in the costume and you know standing on your standing. Crap. But standing on your porch with a pillowcase and... And, and elbowing the little princesses out of the way. Ex- exactly. So, again... Okay, well, don't hurt people, but I'll give you... Can- <laughs> if you ring my doorbell, I will bring you candy. I don't care how old you are. I offer the candy to the parents. I'm like, do you want some Skittles? Like, I don't care. Where, where are you guys with, with parents and adults, like, dressing up, going out trick-or-treating without their kids? To a party or like out trick or treating? No, no. Out, out trick or treating. No, like, I don't you like know. that. That feels weird. That, that feels weird. Okay. I mean, yeah. I, I guess it's not fair if you're a person that can't or chooses not to have children that you don't get to the joy of opening that bag up and stealing candy. Yeah, but, but you're you also an adult that can yourself. go buy candy whenever you want. <laughs> yes, and right. you were a kid yourself. So, I mean, come on. All right. So here's some other. I mean, there's there's no joy like stealing your kids' candy. I'm just not gonna lie about. That. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. True, Speaking true up. story. True story. One year, joy, because we always do this thing where when Joy used to go trick or treat in, and she brought home like you know eighty pounds of candy, we yeah. confiscate about you know sixty pounds of it because you didn't right. eat all that candy. One year, she decided to to hide a bunch before she said, "Here's what I got." She hid a bunch of candy and was sneaking it, you know, for the months afterwards. The problem was at one point she forgot about it. And next thing you know, there's a trail of ants and bugs into this corner under her mattress. And we lift it up. There's like six month old candy. Gross. (laughs) And it that's all melted and and in the in the North Carolina summer heat because we didn't have AC. It was that's that's disgusting. All right, so some other some other bizarre Halloween laws that could affect your Halloween. Um, in Belleville, Illinois, if you're an adult, you can't wear a mask. Um, sorry, in Walnut, California, if you're an adult, you can't you can't wear a mask. Belleville is another town that limited the uh, trick or treat into a certain time. Mm. Um, See, I'm for the time thing because I never know when to stop, sure. and I want to go watch TV. Um, in Rehoboth <laughs> Beach, Delaware. If Halloween falls on a Sunday, it is illegal. No trick-or-treating on Sundays. <laughs> it's ille- They don't just say, we're going to do it on Saturday. Right. No, no it's illegal. So, <laughs> it's illegal. I'm, I'm sure they go. I mean, we go to Rehoboth Beach once a year, and, you know, it's in I'm April. Sure, so. I'm sure people do it on Saturday, but if, you know, like like a lot of people, if, you know, Halloween has fallen, like in a week, like a lot of people do things on the weekend before. Yeah. I'm sure folks do that, but, yeah. Anyways. Um, in Alabama, it is illegal to dress up as, quote, a minister of any religion or nun, priest or rabbi, or any member of the clergy as your costume. Interesting. In, the, in a town two, or the whole state? It, uh, it just says in Alabama, so I'm going to take it as the state thing. Wow. Those who, so my niece dressed up as a, you know. I'm sure that, you know, any police officer with a modicum of common sense is not enforcing this. What but, if you dressed up as a casual priest? Oh dear! 
Um, They're not our sponsor anymore. Let I know, but it was just. I know. All right. Where's the rim shot? What if a priest went trick or treating and they were over twelve, but they weren't in costume, but somebody thought they were in costume? Man, that could get really complicated. Well, let's let's be let's be clear. Those <laughs> outfits are costumes. Come on. Um, well, the Met made a whole thing out of them. Throwing this shade. is true. In Hollywood, California. Hollywood. It is against the law. From 12 a.m. on October 31st to noon on November 1 to possess, use, sell, or distribute silly string. <gasps> so people have to like pull it off the shelves in their stores? Can't, can't, can't do the silly string. To I'm sure, I'm sure it? one year people went nuts with the silly string and they're I'm like, sure. we're done. Oh my goodness! So uh, you're giving us like some some random interesting things, but there's nothing to pass or pour. It just kind of is what it is, right? Well, I told you this is the one I'm I'm, I'm vetoing. This is the one I'm I'm pulling the veto on. Oh, Oh, I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the pass and pour were the other two at first. I got you. Now we're just now we're just random Halloween facts. Random, random, weird Halloween laws. Love it. Great. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And uh, the last one. We're going to France for this. Ooh. 2014, the town of, I, my French is bad, Vendargues, Vendargues, V-N-D-A-R-G-U-E-S. Vendargues. For the entire month of November, anyone 13 and older, it was illegal to dress as a clown. Hmm. Oh, I support that. 100%. Those wishing to dress as clowns for fairs or other public events needed to get permission from the authorities. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I agree. There we go. No argument. What do y'all got against clowns? I hate clowns. Clowns are the worst. This is trying to make a living, man. There's an art to clowning. Come what are you talking about? Don't clowning. hate on the clowns. Do you not watch yeah. baskets? Hey, send in the clowns. I was going to say send in the clowns. Come on. Hey, do y'all, do y'all watch baskets? No. Um, no. Zach Galfikanakis' show. No. no. Oh, it's a genius show. And I just Louis started Ozarks. Louis Anderson plays his mom. It's great. Louis Anderson plays his mom. Yes, trust me. Check it out. Basket. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring us to a wrap here. Uh, do people <laughs> who love candy corn also love hoppy beers? We asked you on Facebook, and Joshua Scott says that's my experience. But that Interesting. Is Tyler says, while I don't see the correlation, it's a 100% proven fact that people who like candy corn are sinners. But nice. what about hoppy beer? And then someone else, Tim, uh, says, no, candy corn is an abomination, but hoppy beer is proof God loves us. Mm, Interesting. Okay. So we have one yes, one no, and one maybe. I think I I agree with the candy corn for the sinners and for hoppy beer. It's father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. (laughs) Wow. No. Love the sin. I'm, I'm with Josh. Yes to both. The more the merrier. Interesting. I'm just curious. I'm asking you, friends. Is that been like? What's your experience with that? So, all right. Any any final word on um, finding common ground or when it's okay to seek a compromise? I think it's always okay to seek a compromise unless it's one of those like extreme hateful bigot, bigoted things. <laughs> okay, with a, with an asterisk. With a with with an asterisk. With an asterisk. If it's if it's an issue whereby someone is not being discriminated against, yeah, because we we're different people. We have different views. We have different likes. We have different tastes. It's it's okay. I I I can't tell you that it's okay not to to love a gun or or you know and and you know who really brought me around on this of all people, Brene Brown. She wrote a brilliant piece a while back about she's from the south about you know gun ownership. Uh, and and hunting in her family and it kind of really you know caused me to go huh she may have a point there now so so again that's that's not a that's not a thing grounded in bigotry we've i think we've we've pushed it into that but yeah i i think there can be compromise to be made there yeah shannon anything to add are you good no i think ogan used all the words (laughs) ogan used all the words all right you almost made me spit bear again. <laughs> tired of wiping up bear. I've already done it today. I just, I mean, I just want to say I'm tired, and it's okay to be tired. Like that's yeah, just, I think it's okay. If you don't have energy for this right now, I think that's okay. It's okay to walk away right now. And it is. You know, that's it's just okay. 
There you go. There you pace go. yourselves, people. Pace yourselves. I would say that's uh, how I would put it. Uh, common ground is where we find our shared humanness, and compromise is how we seek to live that out, however imperfectly. So thank you, friend. <laughs> What's that? Yeah. It's a trick or treat and amen. <laughs> a trick or treat and amen. <laughs> Well, thank you, friends, for tuning in to episode 108 of Pup Theology Live. Please connect. Oh, wait, 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 wait. No, wait. we're done. Dude, I'm already, I'm, I'm landing the plane. You done. Wait. I think we owe it to our listeners to let them know that there will not be a new episode next week. Right? Because I think sure. we agreed on that. We did. I think so we don't want people to our video viewers own. only. No, let the, let the podcast. We'll let you know. Thing. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I'll, add, I'll add that into the close. No, don't edit that. Don't edit that out. That was good. That was I'm good radio right that. there. Thirty minutes. That was good radio right there. Thirty minutes. <laughs> Never happened. God. God All right, let's that. take that from the top again. <laughs> Thank you, friends, for tuning in to episode 108 of Pub Theology Live. You can connect and spread the word on social media. You can listen anytime on SoundCloud. Stitcher, Google Play Music, or iTunes. We'd love you to rate us there. Give us some stars and let us know what you think about the show. And remember, you can watch us on YouTube or IGTV. And if you'd like to find a Pup Theology gathering happening in your town, check out the uh, map at puptheology.com. And if you don't see one on the map near you, you can find some resources to help you start your own. And don't forget to join our growing list of supporters at Patreon. You can join Julie and show your love to our show by jumping in at one of uh, a number of interesting levels to help keep this thing rolling. You can visit puptheology.com to get started. So until next time, friends, drink responsibly and keep those conversations flowing. Brian like chugs his beer. <laughs> didn't, mean to, didn't mean to interrupt your awesome plane landing. <laughs> hey, Brian, I've noticed this the last couple of times. I need you to say conversations for me. Conversations. <laughs> okay, that's what I thought. You don't say the N. Conversations. Or the R. Con- converse. Con- I don't know how you say it, but conversations there's an he's r saying, no the Con- s he's making he's making his s a z i'm not saying conversations no he's you're, you're saying conversations you're saying conversations conversations you're not you're not yeah that's your it your, your z and your s's yeah Con- Con- what, do you, what do you say conversations conversations S-s-s. you're making it a z. I do make convers- it, that is true i make you it say a z. conversations yeah. Conversa- I just, I've never I've had a conversation. It. I've had a conversation. <laughs> conversation. That's interesting. It's a singular no, it's, sensation. With every little yeah. step you take. A zingler a zingler sensation. I only have sens- <laughs> I only have sensations. <laughs> <laughs> now is that a I don't want to a- know about those. <laughs> <laughs>